I want to start by reading from Mark chapter 5, verses 5 to 29. It's a fairly long reading, but it's one of the most profound stories in the Bible. So follow it on the screen as I read now. When Jesus climbed out of the boat, a man possessed by an evil spirit came out from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the burial caves and could no longer be restrained, even with a chain. Whenever he was put into chains and shackles, he snapped the chains from his wrists and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Day and night he wandered among the burial caves and in the hills, howling and cutting himself with sharp stones. When Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him, ran to meet him, and bowed low before him. With a shriek, he screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In the name of God, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already said to the spirit in the man, Come out of the man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus demanded, What is your name? And he replied, My name is Legion, because there are many of us inside this man. Then the evil spirits begged him again and again not to send them to some distant place. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby. Send us into those pigs, the spirits begged. Let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission. The evil spirits came out of the man and entered the pigs. And the entire herd of about 2,000 pigs plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. The herdsmen fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. The crowd soon gathered around Jesus and they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of de demons. He was sitting there, fully clothed and perfectly sane. And they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what happened told the others about the demon-possessed man and the pigs. And the crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and leave them alone. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. But Jesus said, No, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. So the man started off to visit the ten towns of that region and began to proclaim the great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he told them. So this is a story about a naked, crazy man who lives amongst tombs in a cemetery. And to all of us, he represents a hopeless situation. When we hear of people like that, we think, what can you do with someone like that? If this man was alive today, he'd probably be locked up somewhere. The demons in this man made him extremely violent. And their presence resulted him in him cutting himself with stones. He was self-harming. But through 
his encounter with Jesus Christ, his life was completely transformed. This man chose to live in a cemetery. And people like this often tend to withdraw from society. Often they lack social skills. They may struggle to cope with people and responsibility. This man was violent. He was totally out of control. No one would go near him. People avoided him. But in desperation, he ran to Jesus. He fell at Jesus' feet and he worshipped Jesus. And Jesus welcomed him. Many sick people in the New Testament stories came to Jesus and asked Jesus for healing and for deliverance. It's been said that one-third of Jesus' ministry was casting out evil spirits. And the first step to deliverance is to fall at the feet of Jesus and to worship him. The demons in this man recognized who Jesus was. All demons hate God, but they know who Jesus is. It says in James chapter 2, verse 19, You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. Demonic forces know the power of the name of Jesus. Demonic forces hate everything that has anything to do with God. And so Jesus asked this man his name. And the demons spoke through him and said, Legion, because we are many. And in verse 12, they begged Jesus, Send us to the pigs and let us go into them. They ultimately know that they're powerless to do anything except obey what Jesus commands them to do. Worship is spiritual warfare. It's the most powerful thing that we can do to bring about spiritual breakthrough. It changes the atmosphere and brings refreshment rather than hopelessness. When we renounce and repent of our difficulties and worship Jesus, we can be set free from them. In Romans 10 verse 13 it says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that word for saved, sozo, means deliverance and healing as well. And so we have authority and we can command evil spiritual forces to go in the name of Jesus. And when Jesus ordered those demons to leave, 2,000 pigs ran off the edge of a cliff. So this guy in our story had major issues, but he was set free by a one-step program. You know, often we think people have to go through counseling and it's going to take years to sort out their problems. A one-step program. And at the end of the message, Jesus said to this man, hey, look, go off and tell all your friends what's happened. He didn't have to go to Bible school and train to be an evangelist or a teacher. He was ready. He had an amazing testimony. We can limit God by our lack of understanding and our lack of faith. So this resulted in this man sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed 
and in his right mind. Hopeless situations can be completely turned around in the power and authority of the name of Jesus. Now this man wanted to spend time with Jesus to testify that Jesus had healed him, that Jesus had set him free. But Jesus sent this man back to his own people, to his friends and relatives, to be a living testimony, a living witness of what had happened to him. And Jesus is still in the business of completely turning around hopeless situations. Testimony of what Jesus is doing opens the hearts of people to trust him. Even in this day, people are still tormented by demonic forces. But now we have authority in the name of Jesus Christ. That little baby that we celebrate at Christmas, he grew up and defeated Satan on the cross. And because of this, Mark 16 verse 17 tells us that these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. Okay, we can say that, but what about the practical manifestation of that? I'll give you a few examples. A few years ago, there was a family in our church and um, they came up to me after a service. They said, look, Eight-year-old boy is having terrible nightmares. He wakes up every night, he's seeing these scary things, and he's terrified. And he ends up jumping into bed with his sister. And that wakes her up as well. Can you come and pray for him? So I went round and I had a talk to this little boy and I said, look, those things that you're seeing in your dreams, Jesus is more powerful than anything else. And so whenever you have a nightmare like that, you just say, Jesus, help me. Go in the name of Jesus. And those dreams will disappear. Those thoughts, those dreams, those images have to obey, have to surrender to the name of Jesus. I said, look, we can have faith in who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. We don't have to fear these other things. And so I prayed with him. And I prayed for faith rather than fear. And from that point on, he never had one of those nightmares again. A few years ago, we were involved in deliverance ministry. And Derek Prince was a Bible teacher that had a very powerful deliverance ministry. And Derek Prince had certain tapes where he talked about what opens people up to demonic forces. And one day at uh, a meeting that we were at, they played one of these Derek Prince tapes. And at the end of the tape, they went through a whole renunciation prayer where people in the meeting were able to pray for God to help them and deliver them. And then they called out the name of certain spirits and rebuked those spirits. And I, I was in this meeting, and when they called out a Jezebel spirit, three people were thrown to the ground and they were fitting on the ground, writhing around on the ground. And then those people were prayed for and they were set free. But when they approached one, per one of those three people to pray for him, the demons in that person started crying out. They cried out, 
Get him away from us. Get him away from us. They knew that they were subject to the name of Jesus, that they had to leave in the name of Jesus. And they didn't want that prayer to take place because they were happy to continue to inhabit that person. You know, when you witness something like that, you have no doubt in your heart that there is a God, that there is authority in the name of Jesus. And when people are set free in that way, that gives them a testimony. And when they share their testimony with other people, then that impacts others. There's a need for people in our community to be able to say, I've been through difficult times too, but God has set me free and things are a lot better now. Testimony is extremely powerful. People who are depressed and suicidal need to hear someone say, I've had times when I've felt as if I couldn't go on. I've also considered suicide. But now, by the grace of God, things have improved and I'm a lot better now. We have a hope and a future in Jesus Christ. Jesus said in John 7 verses 37 to 39, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. And so God offers each one of us the empowering of the Holy Spirit. He invites us to open ourselves up to streams of living water and to allow them to throw, flow through us, to cleanse us and to bless us. God desires that we become wells of living water so that we can minister that water of life to other people. A lot of you will have heard of Sir Lawrence of Arabia. And he became very well known during World War I because he assisted with the Arab revolt. The Arabs, some of the Arabs were fighting the Turkish Ottomans. And so after the war, he brought some Arab sheikhs back to England to show them his appreciation for what they had done. And at the end of their visit to England, he offered them anything that they wanted to take back to their homes in the desert. And they led him into the hotel bathroom and pointed to the taps on the bathtub. They wanted to take them with them so that they could have running water in the desert. They didn't realize that behind those taps was the piping and the plumbing that supplied the water. God has all the plumbing in place. He's ready to pour out deliverance on his people but he needs us to overflow with the living water that he provides. Our lack of availability to move in this way can hinder a move of God. God restricts himself to moving through imperfect people to accomplish his purpose. Do you understand how important you are 
in the work and ministry of God. God has given each of us spiritual gifts to serve him in this place so that we can help other people. But God won't pour out his spirit without an outlet to flow through. And each one of us can be that outlet that God wants to use. A famous missionary was called Sadhu Sunder Singh. And he had a powerful gift of healing. But he chose not to use that gift very often. Because he was concerned that people would focus more on him than give the glory to God. But Jesus is disappointed when we don't use the gifts that he's given us. You know, sometimes children get their Christmas presents on Christmas morning and they've got some pretty special presents and they're unwrapping their presents and this is a really nice present that you know they're going to love but they just tear the paper off and then they go to the next present and they tear the paper off and instead of looking at each individual present and saying, wow, that's what I really want, I'm so excited, it's, what else have I got? And it's often the same with us. God has given us gifts that we can use and we can delight in that gift and use it to his glory Instead of looking at a gift that someone else might have got that you don't have, focus on those gifts that God has given you. When we use our spiritual gifts, we share in God's divine nature and he gets the glory. But for the grace of God, we are nothing. And so there's no room for boasting except in the Lord. If we're gentle and meek and kind it's because of God's grace towards each of us it's not because of our own goodness it's what's behind the tap that counts if the water supply gets shut off the tap is useless we may look good and say the right things but if the power is shut off we're of no use God wants us to be a church of power. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7 says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We're just jars of clay. We're insignificant in ourselves. But inside of us, we can have the Spirit of God. And that Spirit of God can work through us to transform this world and to help others. No matter how much God moves through us, remember it's God that's doing it. It's not us. No matter how many spiritual gifts we may have or prophecies we may give, we're to remember that it's what's behind the tap that makes the difference. Ephesians 2 verse 10, For we are God's workmanship, created in Jesus Christ, to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Are you doing those things that God delights in, that he's made you to do on this planet? We are his workmanship. The power of God flows easily. We don't have to strive. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9, Jesus said, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is 
is made perfect in weakness. It's when we're weak that we are really strong. If we think that we're strong and we're gifted and we can do anything, we're doing it in our own strength. But when we're weak, we can say, God, I can't do this. But in your name, with your help, I can do this. Help me now, Lord. Come with me. The Bible does not distinguish between supernatural good works and natural. They're all good as far as God is concerned. It's our simple faith and obedience to God that pleases Him. Our desires coincide with His desires and we give Him control in every situation. We're all connected and everyone celebrates what God is doing in this place. I just want to share a few more verses with you. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17. The one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. He's the captain. He tells us what to do. Psalm 107 verse 9. And this may describe some people here this morning. For he satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Are you hungering for more of God this morning? In John 17 verse 26, Jesus said, I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and I myself may be in them. That's a prayer that Jesus prayed to God. I'll read it again. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. So we experience God's love and his relationship and that flows out of us to others. Would we be anxious, depressed and fearful if we were one with the Spirit of God? if we were allowing the Spirit of God to fill us and to work through us? Sometimes we view our walk with the Lord as a hard slog. We're like uh, ants who are carrying a heavy load as they go about their work. There's no relationship, there's no fun, there's no excitement. But God's real intention for us is that we are full of joy. It's exciting when the joy of the Lord comes to the least expected places, like the healing of this demonized man. So Jesus sent the healed man back to his own people to be a living witness of what he'd done. If you had to share your testimony with your friends, what could you say about what Jesus has done in your life? The devil accuses everyone day and night before the throne of God. He can afflict us with physical sufferings. But Christ, through his own death, has gained the victory for us. God's power is available to each one of us. We can come to Jesus in the same way that Legion did, by humbly acknowledging our need, being completely honest as we confess our sin and our failure in life. Jesus will forgive us. And he will help us and empower us to live the life that he desires of us.
We are also to forgive those people that have hurt us, whether deliberately or unintentionally. And so that verse again, Romans 10, 13, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you've never asked Jesus to come into your life to help you live the life he desires of you, you can do so today. If you're feeling in... Uh, if if you're feeling enslaved to some habit or emotion, you can ask Jesus to set you free so that you can walk a normal life like this man Legion. Deliverance is in Jesus' name, by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're to cooperate with the Holy Spirit in this. We can command that a spirit goes in the name of Jesus. We can breathe it out We can turn against the evil desires of the enemy. And so, as we approach a new year, determine to walk in victory and obedience to the Lord, and he will empower you to succeed. Desire to experience the fullness of God's love, joy and peace through Christ. Let's pray. Lord, sometimes this journey called life seems to be like a treadmill and we're just going through the motions. We don't seem to be getting anywhere. But Lord, we thank you that when we call on your name, you offer us salvation, you offer us healing, and you offer us deliverance. Lord, we thank you that as a congregation, as a body, we possess most of the gifts that Jesus had. And that as we function together and minister to people in need, we can see you touching and transforming lives. Lord, I pray that we will not limit you by our unbelief. I pray that in the year ahead, we will see amazing things happen. We will see you come into the lives of people and that they will be radically changed and transformed. Lord, we thank you for what Jesus did, that that little baby grew up He was the Son of God and He offered His life to take the punishment for our sin so that we can be restored into a relationship with You. Help us to walk day by day in the power of the Holy Spirit which You have placed inside each one of us who knows Your name and yields our lives to You. In Jesus' name, Amen.